gotta miss the water till your well runs dry. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, January the 10th, 2023. Write it on your checks. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hi, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from New York City, um, <clears throat> where it is finally cold. Hmm. Uh, and my hot take tonight has to do with Trevor Story, who just had surgery today um, <clears throat> to repair a partially torn UCL. Uh, it wasn't Tommy John surgery. It was some other like modified Tommy John surgery that potentially has a faster recovery time. So there's a chance he's not out for the whole season, but no one's crossing their fingers. So my hot take about this uh, is that he heard he might be playing shortstop again, started working his arm out, and immediately blew out his arm trying to play shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what I think happened. I think that he was like, got super excited and just like fucking blew, blew his arm out. He just didn't warm up. He was so used to not warming up playing second base because you can basically right. like hacky sack the ball over. Exactly. The or he like, just like he heard he might be playing shortstop and his arm just exploded spontaneously. No! And that's probably more likely. Yeah. Counterpoint, he didn't want to play shortstop, so he purposefully blew out his arm so he could get out of it. Like I don't not think anyone hard. like wants to play second base over shortstop. I mean like <laughs> Second base is where you go when you're like not quite good enough to play shortstop. That's what I think. Right. And maybe that's a hot take, but it doesn't it doesn't seem so hot to me. That's that's yeah, I don't think that's that seems pretty hot. basic to me. Yeah. And you know, third base, you put the fat guy over there, third and first is where well, you're and the guy with the guy with the big arm at third base. Yeah. No, you need a big bigger arm at shortstop though. It's like the most range and the strongest arm. No, you need the strongest arm at third base. It's farther away. No, you need, no, because third base is like running straight at second, first base most of the time. Like almost never does a third baseman have to throw from a position of like running away from first base. What so, about when they like feel that? Oh, yeah. What about when they like get the ball down the third baseline and do the big Almost ball? never happens. Because they usually play pretty Brooks close to the line anyway. No, in my experience, the strong arm was on third base. But, but yeah. I also think that shortstop is further away from first base than third base because no way. It's like it's not. I don't know. We got to get some geometry going, but I think the, the right. strongest right. arm in the infield is usually the shortstop. Pythagorean theorem. The only way you could be right about that, like the shortstop's got to be more athletic because they have to range to their right and their left, where the third base right. really doesn't. Well, the, well that, that's not the argument. The argument is not what uh, I'm agreeing. The shortstop is always the most athletic, best baseball, best infielder on your team plays their shortstop, but the guy that isn't. The shortstop with the strongest arm plays third base. Right. Right. The uh, guy who well, isn't the shortstop with the strongest arm. Well, right. Because the guy that's the best athlete and best baseball player is probably also has the best arm. But they, unless they, right. Unless they don't, in which case they play second base. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If they don't have a good arm, then they play second base. Okay. Right. You can put a fat guy at third base, but the fat guy at third base needs to have a strong arm and needs to be able to cover the hot corner, right? Like he's got to be able to range to his right. Soft hands. Soft hands. They don't really usually, it's like the third baseman is like the closest to the plate usually, right? And so they have to be like quick, but they don't generally cover a lot of ground. Right. Unless they're running towards the shortstop second base position to try to cut off a grounder, in which case they're still running towards first base. Or charging a bunt, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, but the fat guy goes on first base because all he has to do is stand there and catch right. the base. Right, exactly. Yeah, fat guy goes I, always, on- I always played first base. That was my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Stand there, just coming out of my uniform, 
<laughs> not moving very much. <laughs> I think that only like only if the shortstop has to range out near the outfield to feel the ball could he be further from both base to third, third bases. Do you see what? Yeah, I'm like between in the hole, deep on the outfield cut. That's maybe farther than third base, but other than that, no. I, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, the geometry doesn't add up, Sam. I'm not quite in. Anyway, that was story to third base. That's that's what I'm getting out of this. So you think it's story to like third base? Rehab just gain a shitload of weight, and then they have to move him to third base. Yeah, the mobile. But then he still doesn't have the arm to make the throw. Oh, right. He doesn't have an arm at all. <laughs> he probably fell off. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Trevor's doing the first base. Fine. And he can no, eat all those there. cookies he wants. <laughs> he can eat all the cookies he wants. Love it. All right. Also joining us for the first time in the year 2023 is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? This is the first time I've realized that it's 2023. Um, fine. I'm coming to you from balmy seattle it was 53 degrees today on june 10th or whatever the hell it is and uh <clears throat> quite nice actually it was sunny today so that's cool it's been raining like stink otherwise my hot take yeah is... that's what it does in seattle yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised i'm just expressing the reality of the situation i don't know did you guys talk about the uh damar hamlin buffalo bills no, not really we mentioned it at the end of last week's episode, and we're both too depressed to actually talk about it. So we avoided that. It, whatever, this was last Monday night. I don't know if everybody knows already. Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest and had to re be revived on the field. Uh, was, like, clinically dead, I think, at some point. <clears throat> Very traumatic. The game was suspended. Has not been replayed, and I think will not be replayed at this point. They're, not, they're saying No, right? they're not going to replay it. Yeah, which is yeah. too bad because it's gonna be a really good game right um but anyway my hot take is after that the aftermath of damar hamlin and everybody saying you know pray for damar and all this pray for damar and oh boy and i am not doing it i don't think that my prayers or best wishes are due to any celebrity or athlete or person who has access to all me medical health care facilities all the all the opportunities in the world. I think if I'm going to send best wishes to somebody, it should be someone I know or in my family. And I think it's a cynical ploy by the Bills and the NFL to try and get everybody to pray for tomorrow. And I think this happens with athletes all the time. It's like, this athlete does not need my best wishes. I'm going to send my best wishes to somebody that's not getting best wishes from everybody else in the world. That's a hot take. That's a yeah. hot take. Thomas is out here going to get us canceled. <laughs> I just wanted to come back on to end this podcast <laughs> once and for all. I okay, I do not agree with you, but I think there's something to what you're saying because well, there are two things to what you're saying. One is what? One is in like the prayers, like fuck pray, like I don't like right. if you don't believe in God, what who are you praying to? My secular best wishes are also reserved for someone else. There we go. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, the other thing is about the money. Like, um, okay, Damola Hamlin had his charity was a toy drive for underprivileged children, I think in the Pittsburgh area, because I know that's where he went to college. I don't know if he's from Pittsburgh, but his charity is for underprivileged children toy drives in the Pittsburgh area. And after he almost died on national tel television, excuse me, that charity went from like $10,000 raised to like $2 million. $8 million. $8 million. Okay, yeah. Well, like in, in like a day. Which is good. Poor kids need toys. I support that. And I think he's a good dude for that being his charity. But I think that's the same motivation behind what you're talking about, Thomas. Right? Like, everybody's got a charity drive. Yeah, but, like, they're not saying, you know, 
send your money to Demar's charity. They're saying send your prayers and best wishes to Demar. And as a as a okay, maybe a testament to good goodness in people. Pe a lot of people just donated to his charity, yes, correct. which I would accept as that would be an acceptable replacement. Like if they were like, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't just like about the guy, it was just like, I guess my point is, I don't feel like it's just like everybody was all of a sudden like, oh no, this poor guy. And it's like, man, people have cardiac arrest all the time. People yeah. die of all kinds of crap, all, unexpectedly daily. Right. And you want, and you want us to all collectively just worry about this one fucking guy because he's an NFL player because he's like has a because it happened on national TV like I, I don't know I support right. I mean and, you know luckily for that poor fucking dude that he had a cardiac he went into cardiac arrest surrounded by medical personnel exactly like, fuck's sake he'd be dead yeah. otherwise and that's the way it usually goes down I think. Yeah. yeah, you just keel over and you're dead. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I read I read a thing on Twitter. Somebody was saying he basically, outside of having a heart attack in a hospital itself, he had a heart attack in the most fortunate location. Right. Possibly have. But, a heart I mean, I don't know. Twenty. What is he? Twenty two. Twenty three. Twenty four. Twenty four year olds shouldn't be going into cardiac arrest. You know, at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, um, yeah, he's yeah. conscious now. I think I mean I also think I was not watching the game when it happened, but I was on Twitter and it was crazy to watch everyone I follow on Twitter blow up at the exact same time with something like, oh fuck. Like basically mm -hmm. like 12 people simultaneously tweeting, oh, fuck, or, oh, my God, like some version of that. I yeah. think there's something to the shared trauma. of it's like, when, uh, it's like when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. In yeah, a Twitterverse kind of. Oh. But right. like, in, in like in like a holy shit all at once. Like a, everybody just collectively went, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah, except that was funny. This is terrifying. I thought right, that. but I mean, there's a the thin line on Twitter. True, 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 true. Uh, who would you want to win, the Bills or the Bengals? Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Aren't you a like Bengals fan? You, weren't you a Bengals fan when you were a kid? Yes, because I thought they had... like Tigers. They, I like Tigers. Calvin and Hobbes, basically, they're the Tigers, yeah. I, I cried. Yeah, my brother Nick is a Bengals fan, also because of Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> Good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It, I did cry in 1989. I think it was when I was five. When, when the 49ers the, beat him. The 49ers beat him. Yeah. That was 86 or 87. Uh, yeah. Oh, you I'm, wouldn't have been old enough then. I right? wouldn't have been old enough then. It was 88 or 89. I think it was the 89 Super Bowl to For the 88 the season, right? I believe so, yeah. And I, I arbitrarily decided, me living in Oregon, that I was going to root for the Cincinnati Bengals because they had they were Tigers, and Tigers are cool, and they had pretty helmets because of Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> Even though I think proximity-wise, San Francisco might have been the much, closest. Much closer, yes. <laughs> Not only closer than Cincinnati, but the closest franchise, right? I mean, Seattle, I guess. Yeah, no, Seattle is closer to Bend than San Francisco. By... Not by a lot, though. Not by a lot. It's like a six-hour drive versus like a nine-hour drive, roughly. That sounds about right. Anyway, yeah. Well, it's not his fault that he had a heart attack on the football field. No, I don't wish bad wishes to the guy. I just think, like, I think it's a strange, it's just a strange product of our culture where we're all like everyone's like pray for damar and you're like i i i feel like I there's less that, fortunate bro. people what i don't do that yeah i don't, I don't do yeah people. that's not my thing man no, i don't know this guy i'm not gonna pray for this guy yeah yeah i don't have time for that shit i got other stuff to worry about so anyway that's my hot take
I'll follow you. Don't don't get us canceled again. Should I out. change my hunt? Yeah, I don't know. No, uh, my no, other no, hot take no. was going to be well. Yeah, but wait, we got to go back to Seattle. I want to give my hot take. My name's Joel. It's in the forties here. Warm. Yeah, which is nice. We're waiting for the other shoe to fall, right? There's going to be another February, like, no tornado, whatever. Polar Bomb cyclone. Did you guys get the polar blowjob or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Not us. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, but do you guys got hit with some snow and shit like recently, right? Christmas. Yeah, I had to, I had to totally change all my Christmas travel plans because of it. I was actually going to show up at your house, honestly. Uh, wow. Yeah, that would have been so exciting. I know. I know. It came close. <laughs> like, I almost got, I got a package. I got a dump on the ump t shirt in the mail. You did, yes. <laughs> Me and my wife were like so confused because on the package it said like Babs and Lexi Sherman. And I forgot your name. I swear it said like funny names on it or something like that. Uh, uh, Bablitz is Michelle's last name. Oh, Bablitz. Okay. Yeah. I was like, who's Bablitz and Sherman? Bab and Litz Sherman. That's what I thought it said. And I was like, from New York? And my wife was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I don't know. Don't open it. She was like, yeah. She's like, you think it's like something? And I was like, I don't know. And then I opened it and I was like, what the hell? Like the note is like, you've got like kind of, a, you've got a little bit of a, of a, of a serial killer kind of handwriting thing and it was oh, like yeah. the first thing was like i bet you weren't expecting a package for me ha 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 and i was like <laughs> what the fuck is this <laughs> but then i realized i saw the shirt and i was like oh right sam got it yeah i gotta show and then you. i saw the name at the bottom i was like oh sam yeah got it okay i got a shirt too and my white socks hat that's been at his apartment for like what do we say six years yeah six years at least probably yeah. more <laughs> I also forgot that you were in Manhattan now. So I was like, who do I know? Who are Bab, Bab and Litz Sherman from Manhattan? <laughs> did, it, like, did I have like a rich aunt that just died and sent me like her fur or something like that? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> nope, just a t-shirt. Just yeah. a dump on the ump t-shirt. I'm pretty happy about it. It looks yeah. good yeah. on me. It's a little yeah, snug, are sweet. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Well, Joel, I'm sorry you didn't. So, where were you? You were supposed to come out here. No, no, the... no, no, no. The long story short, I was flying home to my folks' house, and I was changing planes in Seattle. And there was a very, very, very real chance that I was going to get stuck in yeah SeaTac Airport. And it was Christmas <laughs> night. And well, you could have taken the light rail to my, almost like to within like three blocks of my house. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that sometime. I was like, I'm going to miss, they're going to cancel my plane. I'm going to be stuck in SeaTac. They're never going to get another plane out of Seattle ever again. Excuse me, ever again. So I was great. I got it. You can live in my extra room down here. It was like, yeah, your basement. I could just podcast from your basement. (laughs) Uh, I'd have to do some cleaning. At night also. Uh, That would have been hilarious. I'll do it. I've done it. I've done it to other people. Yeah, you for 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 future reference, Sam. You too, if you ever find yourself at SeaTac International Airport, the light rail goes to within like yeah, like a few blocks of my house. So if you're ever stuck there, you can just take take the train over and say hi, and then go back home. I will. (laughs) Hey, Thomas. Bye, Thomas. I mean, it takes you know, it'll it'll take you an hour round trip, but right, it's worth it. Uh, my hot take is about the Chicago Bears, okay? Staying in the NFL for just a second. Chicago Bears lost to the Minnesota Vikings to finish the season 3-14 and and finish last place in the NFL. And all these idiots on the t- Twitter are excited because now they get the first draft pick. And my hot take is not really a hot take. But there's nothing dumber than being happy that your team, whatever sport you're in, finished in last place. I'm sorry. I think that's stupid. And You don't think it's a silver linings? What? It's not like a silver linings kind of thing where they're just trying to make them, you know, some some positive out of most, most negatives? They should be wearing paper bags to the games over their heads kind of thing. Are the, is the management be miserable? 
They should be miserable and ashamed <laughs> that their team is so bad. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Isn't that Josh Fields kid pretty fun though? Isn't he like going to be good? Yes, and the same dumbass friends are saying they should trade him. Maybe you need new friends. No, these are not my friends. My, most of my friends actually agree, except uh, they got on me because I tried to be sarcastic. Never be sarcastic on the internet, okay? That's rule number one. Nobody gets sarcastic. Were you anything but sarcastic on the internet? That's what I thought. But anyway, long story. I'm off Twitter, so I don't know what you did. Good for you. Um, I tweeted a list of people that the Bears should draft, and it was all really bad white quarterbacks in college right now. <laughs> That's their jam. Right, exactly. It's like, which quarterback Josh, Josh has Fields the most is... Polish last name? Justin Fields is black and good. He's really Justin. good. And they drafted him two years ago. They need to keep Justin Fields. Uh, but everyone, who's, be, who's the overall number one going to be? Like a lineman? No, uh, I, it depends. I don't know who's drafting. Well, it's up to if the Bears draft. It depends. There are two quarterbacks: C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, and then Bryce Young. That doesn't sound right. No, that's right. Bryce Young out of Alabama is the other one. Who are, are both running back? No, they're both quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. But what but they don't want to draft a quarterback because they have a good quarterback. If you were intelligent, rational, smart person, yes. But if you're a Chicago Bears fan, no, this field kid is a bust. Let's yeah, get a bad year this year. He was well, Bears had a bad year. Bears had a bad year, yeah. I'm I'm loath to talk about football much more or uh Russell Wilson, for that matter, but the fact that the Seattle Seahawks got the number, the first round pick from the Broncos in that trade for Russell Wilson, and then he shit canned the fucking whole season, and they got the fifth pick. Yeah, no, no, the Broncos are dumb. God, I think that's great, long, great stuff. And, and I, I tell you what, I I really like Geno Smith from the Seahawks. Right. I think he's super super cool. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, no, Isn't he the guy who got punched out by his linebacker in New York. And then had to like miss time with a broken jaw. He played for the Jets for a long. He did time. play for the Jets for a time period of time. He was a backup though. I don't know if he ever got in a fight with anybody. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would get in a fight. He seems really chill. All the interviews with him, he's so sweet and humble. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he had a bad. Run. I mean, no one has a good run in the Jets organization, but there was some pretty stupid shit with him with Geno oh, Smith yeah the Jets are a pretty dysfunctional franchise also they sure are yeah J-T-J-E-T-S Jets 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 alright anyway uh, moving on so yeah the Bears are just a, also a dysfunctional organization that's all I had to say that's all I wanted to say that was my only hope yeah, you got punched right in the face. We talked about it a lot on the podcast, as I recall. Was this was a while ago though, right? Two thousand fifteen. Okay. Yeah. That's a while ago. That's like seven years ago. Almost years ten ago. years ago. Ten years ago. Twenty years ago. Uh shout out to everyone who's <laughs> been listening to the podcast. Thanks so much. Sam, I don't know why. We got a lot of listens to last week, so that was cool. Um uh, Shout out Bozeman, Montana, coming in strong. Uh, we had that episode. Do you remember that episode where we interviewed? Who was in Bozeman? Eli's friends? Yeah, Eli was in Bozeman. With Eli was in Bozeman, and we were, we, they, they were a guest, and they were at a hockey game. That was right. Uh, Queens, New York, Bend, Oregon, San Diego, California, San Jose, California, Ashburn, Virginia, Los Angeles, California, Muhammad, Illinois, San Antonio, Texas, Washington, D.C., Champaign, Illinois, Barcelona, Spain, London, England, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Portland, Richardson, Texas. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and 
WordPress and Instagram. I've been trying to post on Instagram more. I don't like Instagram. I've told you guys that before. I quit Instagram too. That was easier to quit. Have you quit all your social media? Yeah, I'm social media less. Good job. I'm proud of you. That's something I will never do, but I'm proud of you because it's very boring. We you know don't. that's like you know that scene where where uh, <clears throat> Will Ferrell is like on TV in the in Anchorman and he's like I don't know what to do with my hands. Yep, yep. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? Yeah, that's kind of what I feel like when I'm now like quitting. No, that's thirty. That's thirty rock, right? Yeah, that's thirty rock. That's um... Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. You're yeah. like holding two coffee mugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's a great show. Uh, yeah. I'm doing dumb things like spending time with my children and stuff. That is dumb things. I tweeted 20 minutes ago, does third base or shortstop need a stronger arm? We've gotten seven votes. It's four for third base and three for shortstop. Oh, man. Twitter has spoken. And if not yet, that's close. Justin from the podcast, you know Justin from Badger, uh-huh. he commented, shortstop, and it ain't even close. See, oh, that guy knows what he he's He has that kind about. of opinion about everything. He's like, it's this, and it's not even a debate. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you're like, that's, but that's not at all true. And he's like, yeah, but it's not a debate. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but But I don't know. I don't know if his his like you know conviction is really a, a selling point. Right, 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 right. I think the geometry is on the side of third base. We'll see. We'll see what Twitter has to say. It's close. It's close. I like that. That's good. That's a good poll. I hope. I mean, is is it seven votes like the top? Isn't that like over now? I mean, that's about how many no, votes. No, I no. The tweet will the the poll will be open for twenty four hours just because. Have you I'm, done polls before? Yeah, I do polls all the time. My poll last week was which dictator would you most like to go to a baseball game with, and the winner was Kim Jong Un from North Korea. <laughs> How many votes do you get? I guess is what I'm saying. I don't know. That one probably got twenty or something like that. Not many. I don't know. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I had like eight followers, so if, if seven people voted on it, I'd be like, wow, that was a lot of people voted. I guess that's what it is. Once again, I'm trying to rebuild our Twitter following after I got unceremoniously banned. So, um, All right, let's talk about baseball, though. Uh, let's start, and I want you guys to fill me in on this because I don't fucking know the details. Carlos Correa. He's going okay. to win, right? He's maybe, maybe he signed a six-year deal. Pending physical. Thanks. <laughs> okay, Sam, I want you to to lead this. So he first tried to sign with the Mets, right? What happened with him? No, first no, he first tried, tried to sign, sign with the Giants yeah. for three hundred and fifty million dollars, twelve years. <clears throat> And then he was going to sign with the Mets for $315 million and 11 years. Wait, is that the year? Yeah, those are the years. So he was going to sign with the Giants. They flagged an issue in his physical um, and tried to renegotiate his contract. He immediately turned around and made an agreement with the Mets for $315 million and um and uh 350 million dollars 11 years he was gonna play third base so that was like an immediate kind of red flag where the giants were like we'd like to renegotiate this contract based on your medical issue and he immediately jumped ship to try to okay to, yeah like left 35 million dollars on the table and a year of employment and was willing to switch to third base. So um, pending physical, and he did a physical with the Mets. They flagged the same issue and then tried to renegotiate his contract um, with a bunch of stipulations. And, you know, they stuck around with that deal for a long time, three weeks or so. 
uh, until today when it was announced that he had actually agreed to a deal with the twin, which is for six years and $200 million with vesting options for four more years worth an additional $70 million. And so, so you, he's actually going to make more with the Twins than he was with the Mets or the Giants. Right, but even if he maxes out his deal over 10 years, which he probably won't, given the concern with his surgically repaired leg. Is that um, what the concern is? Something. We that's don't a concern, know. yeah. Is, is a surgically, he broke his leg sliding into base as a minor leaguer, which they... Um, and then they surgically repaired his leg. He's never had any other injury issues, but I think that the concern is that it's uh, as he ages a prime candidate for re-injury or like arthritis or whatever. Oh, um, I didn't think so. He so his deal could be worth six years, two hundred million dollars, or it could be worth ten years and two hundred seventy million dollars. Either way, he's down. $80 million from where he started, which is crazy. Um, which makes you think that that's probably a pretty serious concern, you would think. Although I guess if you're talking about $300 million, you probably don't need to be too concerned to like start pulling out of that deal. I mean, why do all these clubs just release the terms of the contract that they haven't agreed to before they've even gone through the finalized the process for making the decision like i think that why that would you usually like, hey! comes from the i think that usually comes from the agent actually the player's side Willis. and scott Willis is his agent yeah right <clears throat> but it just i don't know it seems yeah i guess that would then that's shitty of scott boris it's his job i guess i uh, guess but here's my, I mean, I got so many questions. First of all, how fucked up is his ankle? Although, Sam, you saying that it's, they're thinking about arthritis or something after six years makes more sense to me. Um, yeah, I think that the concern is that he won't age. Like, it could be a degenerative issue as he gets older. Yeah. But, but he's back with the Twins, the team that he played for last year. Who signed yep. him to a three-year right. deal. So they would have already known how messed up his ankle is. They would have given yeah. him a physical before last year when they signed him. Yeah. Right. I would think so, theoretically. And they basically just doubled their uh, contract with him from last year. But this he goes three years, $105 million. This is six years, $200 million. And that's guaranteed. And then the four years are based on at-bats totals or plate appearance totals from the previous year. They got their guy just at a discount. Yeah. Well, time will tell. Yeah. Well, they wanted him to send him to a three-year deal. Right. Um, I think that he, he bowed out of the contract and then comes crawling back to it. That's my, yeah, that's the thing. Well, I mean, it's quite a bit more money than, it's about the same annual value as he had in his three-year deal, except for it's now for six years. So he's got. Instead of three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was just trying to cash in before shit hit the fan. Yeah. But he ended up getting less money than Xander Bogart's and Trey Turner, which I think is fair, because I don't think he's as good as they are. No. Um, I mean, he's probably a better fielder than Bogarts. And I don't know how Trey Turner is in the field, but Bogarts is about average, I would say. But he's not. I mean, Bogarts is such a better hitter. I'm a a Carlos Correa believer. Yeah. Unlike you guys. I think he's fine. I just, you know. I wonder, though, if he's 28. He's only been in the All-Star game twice. And he's like, never been in the MVP conversation and you know I'm curious I wonder if something happened this season like what if he did something this season that's put that that furthered the damage and he that was why he was like oh shit I got to get out of this contract with Minnesota 
Well, I still have decent respect to try and get like a longer term contract before my shit falls apart. Right. And then, well, you know, I think he was going for that $300 million contract. I think that's what it was. Right. But why not wait till the end of your three year contract and then just get, get a 10 year contract, a bazillion dollar contract. Then if you, and and especially if you're a professional athlete who believes that the next two years are going to be, he would be, I mean, he's like 27, right? He's in the prime of his career, like stands to reason that he would produce incredible numbers over the next three years, but two years. 28, I think. Yeah, I don't know. (sighs) Whatever. Did I ever tell you guys how I screamed at him? Did I I brought T-Mobile Stadium to silence yelling at Carlos Correa? From I, I was sitting right behind the Mariners dugout and I just started screaming out he was a cheater and it didn't matter what all the achievements that he had on the field and all the great things he did he would always only be a cheater by the well, time I finished my diatribe the whole stadium was quiet and he was standing on first base just kicking dirt it was pretty awesome Sam that was part of why you didn't want him on the Mets right you because you yeah a, a Mets I don't know fan is <clears throat> I would, but you know I also think that I mean I don't really care about the Mets, but I think that a kind of light hitting shortstop whose, you know, main value is in the field is like prime to like, even without a reconstructed leg, like how good is he going to be at shortstop at 35? Not as good as he is now. And, you know, I just don't think that, I mean, I don't think that the deal is good for, I don't think that I would assign any of these shortstops to the deals they got this off season, except for maybe Swinson. Swinson. Um, Because I just like that position for that long, I guess, you know, Bogarts could probably transition to, to, could bulk up and transition to DH pretty easily. Um, but Trey Turner too is like a speed guy, and how long? You know, he signed a what eleven year deal, and he's thirty. Like, you know, that's like one of the major aspects of his game, and they have it for like three years. You know, maybe. Yeah, and how much are they paying for it? Right, oh, yeah. uh, three hundred million for eleven years. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, he's a good player. Cray is a good player. I, you know, I just don't, I just don't see, like, I, you know, I'm really bummed that Bogarts is playing for San Diego and not the Red Sox, but I wouldn't have given him $280 million over 10 years or whatever it was he got. Like, that's crazy. Um, even if my plan was to have him as a DH for five years of that contract, you know? So my whole thing is that Carlos Correa has somehow been actually operating on a prosthetic leg for the last, whatever, 18 years, and no one has actually noticed until now. Right. Hey, that thing's made out of wood! <laughs> right. He's just got like a Long John still Silver-style peg leg underneath his baseball pants. Exactly. <laughs> Astros didn't notice. Twins didn't notice. He goes to Queens and they're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not a leg. <laughs> Which is why. It's like, like, no, but it's filled with beer. He wants them. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why the only logical place for him to end up is Pittsburgh. So I don't know why they're not getting in on this. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I get it. I get it. It's a good joke. It's a, it's a pun, which is the lowest form of humor but still no 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 puns are the queen's humor yeah (laughs) (laughs) man with the wooden leg named john's korea what was the name of his other leg (laughs) Uh, 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 man he turned into mel brooks good joke it's a good joke uh all right thomas I got to get your opinion on something. Mm -hmm. Google it as quickly as I can. But your Seattle Mariners signed free agent outfielder A.J. Pollock. Uh How do you feel about that? 
Um, he gives us a right-handed platoon for whoever wins the job coming out of spring training between Taylor Trammell and Jared Kelnick and Cade Marlowe, I guess, who is the guy we got from here. But that is not acceptable to me. <laughs> He's not, I mean, one you said he rakes that. lefties. He he hits lefties and he can still play the outfield. I think he's 35. Uh he seems like a turd and a half, but uh if he can hit lefties and he can platoon whoever whatever rookie they plug in left field against righties, uh I'll be it's a, it's a it's a finger in the dam to me. I you know, Mariners are in this in a prime competition window and we got, and I'd like us to be a little bit more active in pursuing free agents and a little more open to spending, but here we are. Uh, I'm not well, a huge guys, Pollock fan. You guys made some good moves right at the beginning of the off season, right? Am I making that up? You guys traded for somebody really big. Yeah, Oscar or- Hernandez. Tay Oscar Hernandez, and then somebody else too. Who I'm right? very excited about. We got Colton Wong. Right, that was the other guy I was thinking of. Yeah, Colton Wong. I'm not terribly excited about. I, although you know he's got some upside. I love Tay Oscar Hernandez, and I think that's a huge, huge signing. Um, I you know we just, we extended Luis Castillo before and and uh, Julio before the end of the season, which people were saying you know is kind of on some levels off-season stuff and it does count our our rotation is robbie ray is the weak spot in our rotation at this point Mm. and we have and we have a pretty great center fielder second year player so i i just feel like we're in a position where we should be spending we should have been going we should have gone for one of the big names super hard we should have gone i I wish we had gotten trey turner or i wish we'd uh, gotten trey turner I wish we like, had. But would you guys there. have paid him three hundred million dollars over eleven years? Like, would you have that deal have sat well with you? If I would have been fine with that. Days. Yeah, I would have. I would have. If we had could have signed one of the Dev, uh, you know, a, a Bogarts or a Trey Turner or Carlos Correa. Although now, in hindsight, I guess it probably is better. But he's only did. got one leg. <laughs> well, you know, we're the Seattle Mariners, so that's like, oh, about to be in the yeah. There we go. Right, yeah. it's kind of I, meant to be. Oh, someday yeah, it's going to be a Mariners Pirates World Series. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. A nautical themed. Just look, think of all the boat hijinks. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think the Pirates are on the same trajectory. No, no, the Pirates. Yeah, their competition window is not now. That's for sure. Yeah. I really would love if we could have gotten Brian Reynolds from them. Actually, that would have been a fun. Yeah, trip. well, you no. and me both. Yeah, no, White Sox want him. How do you feel about Justin Turner? Uh, I I don't really, I mean, it's just so weird. I hate Justin Turner. Right, I don't like Justin Turner for starters, but it's just like, (laughs) why didn't we sign, like, J.D. Martinez signed a a smaller deal to the the Dodgers. Like, why didn't we just sign J.D. Martinez for two more years? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I like, I don't, I, all of the. Kike Hernandez needed a buddy. Moves, yeah. Yeah. I guess. All of the moves that the Red Sox have made this offseason, except for signing Devers, have, don't really make sense to me because yeah. it's like, you know, our bullpen will be better this year. And we signed three guys who are like in their late 30s be our bullpen like to anchor our bullpen which is fine but it's like are the red sox ever going to meaningfully address our bullpen problems like are they ever going to meaningfully address our starting pitching problems like doesn't seem like it yeah who do you have left like chris sale and the shreds of his chicago white chris sale james paxton (laughs) um oh Corey kluber Corey kluber yeah, like if you if it was two thousand and seventeen, you guys would be like just fucking rolling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Um, but it, it just, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding the farm system, but it's like, our farm system is most developed at the starting pitching position. And we don't, other than Byron Bello, we don't really have anybody who's like, could potentially be really good, you know? And it's just, we keep, we keep doing these stopgap kind of signings and trades that don't really make us better. And just, it feels like we're just putting it off for next year again. Like we were putting it off for this year, last year. Putting but as we were yeah, as we were discussing for next but, year, this year. Like, but as we were discussing before the podcast, you have a, a few guys in your system that should be developing over the next couple of seasons. So maybe, maybe they're just trying to like, yeah, stopgap through through the next two seasons and then hope that everything can line up right. Right, but you know, as we were also talking about before the podcast, is like it's not really okay when you have the kind of money that the Red Sox are talking about and like spend the kind of money that the Red Sox spend. Like it's not. Well, the billionaire owners need to make a little bit of money now before they have to spend all that money on payroll when you're competitive. Right. But the Red Sox do spend all that money and they're not competitive because they don't. I just think that Ryan Bloom is a little bit timid and, he gets kind of railroaded by other GMs and agents. Like, Interesting. Okay. Because this is going to be something we're going to be watching at this entire season, I think, is, is Heim Bloom, A, good at his job, and B, is he on the hot seat? Because I, I hope so. Like, Red Sox Twitter is not happy with Heim Bloom right now in general. They shouldn't be. My, you know. my question is, does he have a peg leg? Probably not. Yeah. No, he went like. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, you know, he traded away Mookie Betts, and supposedly for these great prospects, one of whom is Alex Verdugo, who's like an average major league baseball player, basically league average of everything, and then uh, this guy whose name I'm blanking on, who's like going to be our platoon catcher with the carjacker, what's his name, who used to play for Joel's team. And then... Not Tommy Pham, no. No, 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 catcher. Carjacker? Oh, Oh, yeah, he got busted for jacking off in his car, so we call him the carjacker. James Who? Yeah. (laughs) Who? Not Carjacker. McGuire. McGuire. Oh, McGuire. He didn't jack a car. He was jacking off inside a car. Yeah, Sam said that. Car yeah. Outside yeah. of the mall or something. He said Kojak. Who hasn't done that? Who has it? <laughs> he was ah, he was busted for it. And that's why uh, we call him the carjacker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but anyway, he's a backup catcher. And our other catcher who's the number one, like one of the main like prospect returns for the Mookie Betts trade, is also a backup catcher. We have two backup catchers. The other guy, Jeter Downs, who was supposed to be like the guy oh, in, the, the guy. in the Mookie Betts trade, we just released this yeah. year to like oh, really? get Kenley Jensen on the on the roster. We just oh, let him go, and he yeah. signed with the um, he signed with the Nationals. And I know that like prospects are in no way guarantees. That's fine, but like also last season at the trade deadline, he didn't trade. You know, there was an opportunity to get below the luxury tax threshold um, if he had if they had traded Xander Bogarts and and JD Martinez, and they didn't do that um, despite talks going on, and then they just both left in free agency. So it's like I don't know. There's just a lot of moves that. You know, I don't understand why he keeps like why he's so in love with pitchers who are over 35 years old. I don't get that. Right. But on top of that, it's like the moves that he's making that he's supposed to be good at are like pretty clearly not good moves. So what's going on with Bobby Dahlbeck? Uh, I think that they'll probably trade him before the season starts. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, I think they're shopping him around. Uh, you know, that guy's got good potential upside, but never has put it together in Boston. Um, he just is like... He had hot moments there for a second, didn't he? I, you know, he's had seasons where you, like, look at his final stat line, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. But it's all, like, he'll hit 20 home runs in, like, a month and a half and then do nothing for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, most of the time he's a black hole at the bottom of the lineup but he has crazy like you know he hits a home run and you're like whoa damn like right it's a pre- it's a pretty easy he's got a pretty easy swing and he, you know the ball goes far when he connects but he usually strikes out so hmm. um, and we got this guy you know Tristan Cassis he's the first baseman he was like number one prospect in baseball or number three prospect in baseball last season. He's supposedly going to be our everyday first baseman. Um, so he could be good. And then Byron Bello, who's played some last year, is going to be a rookie this year. And he's got great stuff, uh, if he can put it together, really good stuff. But it's all like, <clears throat> you know, we signed that Japanese dude who could be great or not. Like, there's just a <laughs> ton of, like, for the Red Sox to be even contend for the last wild card spot this season, like a lot of things have to break our way. And it's like, that doesn't happen, you know? And especially in the AL East. Right. Although the schedule should be more balanced this year. So that's not going to be as much of a factor, but still Tampa and Toronto are going to be good. As are the Yankees. Yeah. Well, fuck the Yankees. Um, and the Orioles, and the Orioles could be good. We don't they were, know. They were pretty good last year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two questions before we sign off. Question number one, and this is what we were talking about before we started podcasting, and I want to get back to it because both of you guys referenced this. Does money buy championships? Or, I mean. At what point? Where is your shit? What's the word I'm looking for? How much are you willing to spend for a shot at a championship? And I, I, think, I think you need to spend money. I think the franchises that open up their pocketbooks and sign big name contracts and get better players attract more players and it's it's gonna lead it it definitely leads to I'm the better players you have, the better your team's gonna be. The right. better more you pay somebody, the the better they theoretically are, and the more likely someone who else is good is gonna come be willing to listen to you when it's time for them to figure out where they want to go because you have a history of giving people what they're worth. Well, how about this? Like, what? In the last, let's say, 20 years, the Dodgers have won a World Series, correct? No, they haven't. One. No. I mean, only if you count 2020 as a real baseball season, which it was not. Yeah. They didn't win anything other than 2020, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, they haven't won a World Series since 1988. The Yankees won in 2009. Since then, they didn't win since oh two thousand. Okay. No, I mean it's Boston, won in two thousand eighteen, right? Boston's won several, but they they do it on an almost regular schedule. But they haven't been a top five Four, seven, um, payroll since. They weren't a top five payroll when they won it in two thousand four, were they? Yeah, they were two. They were two. Yankees number were two. two. Oh, in there, I mean, somebody has had to write this book on the Yankees Red Sox 0304. That's what, like, A Rod, of course, jacked up everyone's salaries, but then David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez did also. Uh, it, it was a, all, it, it's the Cold War, which is also what made it the greatest period of baseball. Well, the greatest album ever released happened when you were 18. The greatest season of baseball happened when you were 22. Never mind. I'll shut up. I'm sorry. 
2004, Red Sox were number two. Yankees yeah. were number one. Yeah. By a lot. By a lot, I believe. Yeah, the Red Sox payroll was 99 million, almost $100 million. And then what about the Yankees payroll was 1000 $152 million. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I mean, like, we could, you could probably reference, find that list somewhere, but like the top, the last 10 World Series champions or last 20 World Series champions, oh. where they ranked in payroll. Wait, I'm sorry. That was wrong. No, that sounded close. <clears throat> the Red Sox payroll was $127 million and the Yankees payroll was 184 million dollars there we go that makes more sense <clears throat> and that's one and two and there's 60 million dollars between the yankees and the red sox right yeah mm -hmm. but the dot so like the astros i mean basically you're increasing your odds okay like the astros and the dodgers have been near the top if not at the top and the dodgers in particular, have only won one World Series, which is the COVID Cup. But they're always there. They're always at the NLCS or the World Series. Right? And when So, I mean, winning a World Series is def different than being the best team in the best team of the year. Yes, but I, I agree. I agree, except that winning the World Series is the objective. <clears throat> All right. So... 2000 i've got this is a wow this is great this is exactly what i was looking for the yankees won with the best payroll with the top payroll from 96 99 and 2000 they were they were top the the, the highest payroll and they won the world series yeah those are the bony and movies. in 2009 red sox in 2018 had the highest payroll the astros were 12th in 2017 the cubs were fourth the royals were 12th in 2000 15 the giants were 10th in 2014 mm. i mean you got to be in the top 12 the marlins in 2003 won with the 25th ranked payroll yeah they haven't done jack shit since they're then. the only one lower than 13th okay or 15th the angels in 2002 were 15th ranked white Sox in 2005 13th ranked payroll that Angels team beat Barry Bonds in the San Francisco. I game. remember. I was very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like of the last four World Series winners. Oh, wait, no, this 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 is ends in 2019. <laughs> but it's still the same. We got 2020 Dodgers. Who are uh, number one? Nationals two. Might, might fuck with the algorithm. The Nationals in 2019 were the World Series winner with the third highest payroll. They had the third. Oh, they were the underdogs. That was the Cinderella story. World against the Astros. They had the third highest payroll. God damn. I kind of hate the Nationals. Really? I liked that Nationals team. I thought that was fun. That was a good team. No, I, I agree, but. Like, they were supposed to be, like, the Cinderella story, but they had the third highest payroll in Major League Baseball. That's well, it's only because everybody hated the Astros. Yeah, everybody hates... Yeah, that's a good point. Everybody hates the Astros. Right. The Phillies probably also had the third highest payroll. But they didn't win. But they didn't win. Right. 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 Um, all right. We got to cut this off. It's been a while... Okay. Wait a minute. I just got to say, I've been watching hockey. I, I wanted. Hockey. Yes, you wanted to talk about hockey. So I wanted to point out something. I said one of the last times I was on this podcast was that the uh, Kraken had won like there's something in a row and they were going to make the playoffs. It was my it was my hot take was that the Seattle Kraken were going to surprise everybody and make the playoffs this year. They're currently in the fifth spot in the Western Conference. Ranking. Everybody in hockey makes the playoffs, right? Okay, well, so whatever. But anyways, the other point about that was Matty Beniers got named to the All-Star game. Tariq Woolen, the strong safety from the Seattle Seahawks, who also made the playoffs this year on, on much surprising terms. Um, a rookie led the league in interceptions, made the 
all-pro team and Julio Rodriguez made the last all-star team. Yep. Three rookies uh, starting for Seattle, Seattle's main franchises were named to the all-star games. If, if I hadn't used my hot take on wishing death upon famous people, you didn't do it. You didn't do that. <laughs> I'm trying to get you canceled. Yeah. If I hadn't used my hot take for that, I, my hot take was going to be that this might be the golden, the greatest time in Seattle sports history. Yeah. The brightest future. Well, actually, I, I agree with you, except, oh, no, no, you're right. Because the Mariners' 120 win season was like, oh, one, right? Yeah. And then the, lousy. we didn't have a hockey team. The Gary Payton, Sean Kemp teams were 96, 97. Yeah, you could argue that that might have been a better era, but I don't think the Seahawks were very good in that time. No, the Seahawks were trash. Seahawks were terrible. I remember that. Definitely. I forgot when they made the first Super Bowl. Was that 2005? Yes, they lost to Pittsburgh. They did, yeah. But I think, yeah, we haven't, we weren't very respected much before in the in the late nineties. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We're and, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But I, this might be the brightest future Seattle sports has ever had. So, and I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Julio Rodriguez, yeah. Face of the franchise. Face of the. Franchise. This is a pro Julio podcast. Pro Julio podcast. I'm not a a man. I, I am a Mariners well-wisher. You understand that. Not a Mariners fan. Mariners well-wisher. I wish yeah, I the same about the White Sox. Exactly. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, Julio Rodriguez is the real. I'm sure you guys talked about it on your last uh, podcast, but, but I'd love to hear about your trip to the Dominican Republic. Oh, God, yes. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, and I need to... They're doing their playoffs right now. And Lise, I'm now a... Excuse me, uh, Lise fan. Le Tigres de Lise. Wow, okay. Here was the best part. I'll tell the story, and then I'm going to sign off. <laughs> Marin Lewis and I wake up in Santo Domingo, and Lewis, I was, you can't buy tickets online. Lewis goes down to the hotel clerk and is like, hey, how do we go to the baseball game? And he's like, you got to go now because these tickets are going to sell out. Lewis what made time of day was it? Sunday. It was a Sunday afternoon game. Okay, right? Like, like MLB. Like the other games are night games. This is going to be a Sunday afternoon game. Mm-hmm. And it was the number two home team, Lise, Versus the number one visiting team, Aguias, Eagles. And so everybody was psyched. And it's like the end of the regular season. We're trying to take that. We say we're trying to take down the rivals who have always kicked our ass year in and year out. But this year we have a good team. The line stretched around the corner several times what time did you get to the game we got to the line at about 10 30 a.m the game was at 4 p.m nice (laughs) (laughs) it was great it was so much fun it was so much where'd you sit did you get good seats no we got bleacher seats uh perfect we got tickets which was a big deal uh and they don't i mean it's like a a minor league stadium uh, it's one Molly Charles Stadium. Uh, he played for the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so there are no outfield bleachers. And we didn't figure out till later, like, the the seats are basically behind home plate within third base and first base. And then outside of that is, quote, unquote, bleachers. And it's just like, sit wherever you want kind of seats. Because Mm -hmm. we had our tickets, because we're dumb tourists. And we kept asking the, uh, what's the word I'm like, you know, the... Ushers. Ushers, like, where's this seat? Where's this seat? And they kept kind of looking at us, being like, just fucking sit down. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're looking at it, asshole. Go go right there. (laughs) 
But nobody cares. Sit there. This, right here. Right here is your seat. <laughs> That's good. It was great. I, I only went to two. Did they win? They did win after we left an extra innings. You left before the end of the game, Joel? God damn it. I didn't stay all 18 innings. That's what I said. Mar- all Mariners 18 innings for you to fucking go home. Oh man, Joel, you are fired. I shouldn't be fired. They were up eight to three. In the, the other guys? No, the, the home team that we were rooting oh. for. Home team was up like eight to three in the bottom of the eighth. And I was we we had reservations. We had made like reservations at this fancy restaurant. And we had the conversation, and I was like, man, this game's probably over. Let's go. And then the road team scored five runs in the top of the ninth, and it went to, like, the 11th or 12th inning. And they, the home team won at, like, I'm at the fucking oh. restaurant. Fuck, Joel. Oh, my God, I, man. I'm such a terrible baseball fan. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> was, oh wow! Yeah, like, we should end the podcast now. That's a we will we'll end the podcast now. <laughs> that's, that's the note to end the podcast. I'm a terrible baseball fan. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dub on the Yard, ostensibly a baseball podcast. We did talk about baseball though, so that's good. We uh, don't always. Fuck college football. I don't know. We keep putting that on the back, but you know. Fuck college football. Yeah, at least it's over now. Thank God. It was so depressing. Um, Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on all your social media applications. You can follow us. We got a WordPress blog. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, uh, We are on Twitter. I'll give you the Twitter handle in a second. Until Joel gets kicked off again. Until I get kicked off again. Exactly. Yeah, until Joe gets drunk and then goes off on Glenn Greenwald again. Exactly. <clears throat> At UmpDump2005, follow us on Twitter. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. TikTok. Uh, don't get me started about TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Thomas. Mm, oh, wait. Let me check the uh, results of the poll. I'm going to do that one more time. Uh, See how we're doing. We have eight votes now. So, Thomas, since I last talked to you, we've gotten one more vote, and it's exactly 50 50 third base or shortstop. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, for Samus and Tom, uh, Thomas, for Samus and Tom, for Sam and Thomas. For Samus and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a pleasant evening and an excellent tomorrow. We babe and one me and the two of me.